0: Welcome to The David McQueen Show, a weekly podcast where through insights and interviews, I explore what good leadership looks like for businesses and non-profit organizations. My main aim is to keep the podcast long enough to cover the subject, but short enough to create interest. So sit back and enjoy this episode of The David McQueen Show. Welcome back to uh, my newest episode. I have a special guest with me today. Now, Up until this point, what I've been doing is I've been interviewing a lot of people who are around my age and older. And I thought, that's quite cool, all the experience, all people with grey hair and all that kind of lovely stuff. But let's make sure, as I've always wanted to do, that this podcast is cross-generational. I want all generations to be able to learn about leadership and how it affects and impacts. So my special guest... I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. I'm just going to say her first name. Her name is Bianca, but I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and give us a sense of context as to who she is. So over to you, Bianca. Who are you and what do you do?
1: Well, hello, David. Um, Firstly, thank you for having me um, on your podcast. It's actually my first podcast.
0: uh, Ooh, it's going to be good. (laughs) The standard is going to be set here.
1: (laughs) raise the bar. Um, yeah, so I'm quite excited uh, to be here today. Uh, so my name is Bianca McLeish. I am 26 years old. Um, I'm actually originally from Birmingham, although I've lost the accent. It's no longer there. Um, and I moved to London around about six years ago. Um, I graduated in 2012, um, and then three weeks later, I landed my, my first role um, at a small um, agency uh, where I was a researcher and um, assistant Producer. Um, So I used to produce a lot of branded content for like Tesco and HSBC, American Express. Um, And my role basically consisted of um, just managing film shoots, um, both domestic and international. Um, So everything from like holding casting sessions to script writing, um, editing, producing, Um, that was sort of what my role um, encompassed. Um, So it was a really, really good experience. Uh, I did that for about a year. Um, But then after I kind of Although I love film, it's what I studied, and, and I've, I've done it for like quite a few years, um, especially like growing up, I kind of wanted to move more into like a business development um, marketing type role. Okay. Um, so um, the MD um, asked me whether I wanted to join um, the new business team. Um, initially, it was a secondment in the team, kind of just to get the feel and stuff, because I hadn't actually done it before. Um, and then I just got hooked. It was almost um, okay. Okay. It, was, it was almost like a drug. <laughs> um, I suppose it's because I'm quite like competitive um, and I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm quite hungry to like just win. Um, so the role suited me perfectly. Um, so the number one objective was just driving revenue um, for the agency, uh, landing new clients, opening new doors um, to different brands mainly FTSE 100 companies, um, which is exactly what I did. Um, but then after that, I kind of wanted to like set my sights on something higher, um, something bigger, um, something global. Um, so that's when I made the move um, to Havas, um, which is one of the largest advertising groups. Um, and I joined as their group new business manager. Um, I've been there for about uh, three years now um and essentially the task was just drive the fame and fortune um for the media side of the business um in total they their is like 200 million so for me that was a massive jump from a smaller um advertising agency it's like this big massive group yeah. um so my role was uh managing the end-to-end pitch process um working with the different teams around the business um all of the c-suite leaders down to the execs um just everybody across the business basically to ultimately win um but then um I kind of just wanted to make the move to the, the next bigger thing. So I'm actually currently on gardening leave at the moment. Okay. Um, and I'm just about to start um, a new role uh, where I'm going to be an associate director there. It's another advertising group. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that should be the good.
0: Associate director at 26 as well
1: yeah i try i try i try that's not
0: trying (laughs) that's not trying that is succeeding okay there are a lot of people who would love to be at that level so that's absolutely amazing thank Uh, you you for sharing with my audience the um the background now to give you to give my audience a sense of of what happened i i put out a call a little while back just to say um what i wanted to do on my podcast is to make sure that there was a fair gender balance and um Mm -hmm it's it's replicant of the work that i do so i tend not to speak in conferences unless there's a fair representation of women on panels or on yeah people. i mean i want to do the same for my mm. podcast and um, and i put out feelers for a number of individuals and you were mentioned twice
1: okay a couple of other people got <laughs> mentioned once yeah so
0: didn't get a mention let's keep it up <laughs> uh, but you were mentioned twice and i thought oh, that's really good so if people are obviously mentioning your name yeah, you're obviously making some waves, and wherever you are, so it's not trying. It's definitely you know that people know that you're out there. So well done on that.
1: So. Oh, thank you. But that's more of um, that's more of like the corporate advertising side. Yes. Um, but then I actually launched my my side hustle, which is. Yeah completely different <laughs> okay, okay. um but it's a it's a duvet brand um for mainly aimed at university students it's called okay. milk and cookies um so i launched that a few years ago uh with two of my friends um it's going well uh, it's just quite, quite hard to like manage um the two things working in advertising alongside trying to run a business um but i make it work really okay <laughs> okay
0: so milk and cookies so, yeah.
1: Milk and
0: cookies. Yes. Cookies. Okay. All right. Good. 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 <laughs> I um uh, off the podcast. I'm going to be having a conversation with you about that. But for now, we'll stick to, we'll stick to the leadership. <laughs> so, in in your opinion, obviously, you've had the opportunity in um in in a in a quite um, uh, what can I say stratospheric rise in your career. Ooh, I like that word. <laughs> okay, let's use, that, use that one okay.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm going um, <laughs> to claim To both obviously have the influence from people who are leaders as well as being obviously being able to lead projects and people in your own way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you think in your own words makes for a good leader?
1: So I think the first thing has to be a clear vision and direction for the business um or a project that you're leading. It might sound like a well well duh <laughs> like obviously. Um but I've come across quite a few um different types of people who don't have a clear vision and don't have a direction and they're kind of Rolling with the punches, but from um, like my perspective, um, I'd say there's, there's nothing more refreshing than than my leader knowing exactly where they're trying to get to, um, by what time, um, what are the actions that are going to take us, what's it going to take for us to actually get there. Yep. Um, so I think having that set out um, from the offset um, is absolutely key. Um, trusting and empowering the team um, that's another thing. Um, knowing that like you've hired this set of people to actually do a job um you need to be able to empower them to 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 actually just get on with it and provide them like with the tools and the space to actually perform um and then I think knowing you have to know your team both yes professionally but also personally because at the end of the day like we're human beings like it's yes it's a job and yes we're, we're here to make money and and it, that's all fun and games but i think at the same time you still need to have a personal relationship with your staff okay. obviously there's, there's, a, there's a level that it can get to but going out for drinks with them i think that's key um just getting to know them you know what, what what kind of drives them what's what's their ambition why do they come to work every day just just knowing that i think is is key um but yeah
0: what happens if as a leader i'm, mm. going, I'm going straight in there <laughs> what happens if as a leader the individuals in your team are not really part of a culture that likes to go for a drink or likes to socialize? How would you see mm. flexibility around that role?
1: So I think that's fine because um, not everybody likes, likes to drink um, or be in like a social setting. Um, but then I think you need to understand what, what, what actually drives that person. Why do they come to work every day? Why are they here? And then once you start to understand what those things are, you can build a better relationship with the person yeah. um, and get the best out of them. Um, but it doesn't necessarily need to be, well, we're at the pub every Friday because in advertising, we do like to drink. <laughs> we are out often.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but but that, that doesn't need to be for, for everyone. It's just yeah. knowing them personally and just what, what makes them tick almost.
0: I, and I ask that, not. I, I know it sounded like a trick question, I ask it not <laughs> to trick you up, but I, I know there are some individuals who will probably, um, I suppose, going back to your first point about the vision, I think that was incredibly powerful. Yeah. And I think there are some people who will be reluctant to respond to some leaders because they think that's the default that in order to be in their good books that they need to go to the pub or need to go to the golf club or whatever it is. Yeah, It was interesting to see what that perception is around balance and sort of right or wrong answer. It's more about how um, individuals perceive that as a, um, as, as a necessity from Mm. an actual leader. So that's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the things that I am very outspoken about. Yeah. And and I am sure you have seen that I am very outspoken on social media channels. I am
1: very aware.
0: (laughs) Such such delights.
1: Yeah. No one can say.
0: But here is the truth: no one can say they don't know where I stand. All right, hundred percent.
1: Everyone's clear. Uh,
0: That's right. Very clear. There is no beating around the bush. Um, But there is a there is a drive by many to make sure that leaders are as fair to people as Mm -hmm. possible. Yeah. so in in that sense there is a um, is making sure that leaders are not afraid mm-hmm. but trend and yeah. so I guess uh, how I frame that is that you know whether it's around um, creating inclusive cultures whether it's around being able to manage change effectively or what have you I call that brave leadership because I don't mm-hmm. think and I'll be honest my hand on my heart. I don't think a lot of leaders are as brave as they say they're going to be. Yeah. So I'm curious to you, how do you see brave leadership? What does brave leadership look like for you?
1: Mm. Um, I think the number one thing would probably be risk. Um, because especially in advertising, um, if you make a wrong decision, you make the wrong move. It can be detrimental to the agency and then you have to answer to your um, your stakeholders and their bosses, bosses and their bosses, bosses um, and it can have like a grave impact on the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think risk is absolutely key. Um, you need to be able to go against the norm of, of what some of the other advertising groups are doing um, and not conforming to, to the standard. Um, if it's something that you feel um, is right. I think you should act on it. Yes, you do need to kind of get the perspectives of the people that work there and, and kind of like your your, your team around you. Um, but ultimately, if you think it's the right thing to do, then it's the right thing to do. But I think taking risks, um, being being the first to move, not waiting on on others to kind of move before you do, um, any type of like industry first and stuff like that. I think you should just act on it and just just go for just go for the kill if it's the right thing to do. Um the kill. Okay. Go for the kill. If that's what's needed. <laughs> that's what's
0: needed. I, I love this. I love it. Just go for the kill. I am not mincing it. Yeah, absolutely love that. Absolutely love that.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, mm.
0: and and it's I I try not to marginalize anybody's success. So I'm gonna make sure that I, I, yeah. I do this really carefully. In, in, mm. No, I'm not going to do it carefully. I just, I'm <laughs> going to say it as it is. Yeah. In, in terms of your industry, I've um, sat on a number of fishbowls and roundtables with
1: um,
0: BAME 2020, the Marketing Society and others.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and there has been discussion around the fact that the, a lot of leaders in the industry don't seem to either appreciate or really work with talent outside mm. of the usual norm of white middle class, male or female. Yeah. Um, in your experience, is this something that you have seen, or you think needs improvement, or is it, or do you just get on with what you've got to do, and and it does not ne- doesn't necessarily cross your radar?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think initially when I started um, in the industry, um, yes, I was I was the only um, black female um, that worked for my agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of growing up, I, I was always. The, 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 the black female um, from the different schools I went to, I went to private schools, um, the areas that I grew up in, um, it was all very much white. Um, but what's kind of like maintained um, me, yes, I am a, a aware of it and I do pay attention to it, but I try not to pay too much attention to it or let it like stump my growth. Mm-hmm. And that mainly comes from um, my family and the different values that they've instilled in me. Um, I think... Because of who who I am, how I've been raised, how I've been brought up, um, you're you're buying my mind first, you're buying my talent first, you're buying my capabilities, um, and that's always been something that I've just had at the forefront of my mind when I'm going for anything. Um, but um, like moving on in the industry, I have started to see a lot more um, BAME talent um, working for the different advertising groups, and with all the talk at the moment in the industry about diversity. Um, Agencies are being forced to, to, to make the change and to realize actually the the people that we're marketing to Marketing to the society our, our actual agencies don't reflect that. So how are we selling products to, 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 to People and our own people that work here do not look at that. So, so how, on, how on earth will you be able to sell product to them? Um, so I'm starting to see um, a lot of change um, in particular,ly um, I have a son, know they've just gone through um, a massive um, uh, drive, and I've seen so much diversity around the business. Like, I, I was actually shocked. I was like, "Wow, like this is this is great." Um, so yeah, there are there are changes being made. Um, I get on with my job because I'm good at what I do, and I don't let it um, kind of um, stun my growth or um, have too much of an effect on me. I'd like to see um, more. Um, BAME talent coming into the business Um, but I think it has to start from it has to start from educating um, different people on what advertising actually is Um, because when I was when I was at school college um, I I wasn't actually thinking of going into advertising at all my thing was always films and 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 like content and producing stuff Um, but it was never so much advertising business development or anything like that um so i think it has to start off from um like college starting to educate people on what it actually is and getting them in early um so that by the time they do um graduate they're ready to kind of make the move into into the world of advertising um yeah
0: fantastic okay love that love that um so what role models stand out for you in, in the leadership space? Is there anybody or, uh, or any, even organizations that demonstrate leadership? And again, yeah. I, I'm taking this into consideration. I'm sounding so much old. I'm old enough to be your team. Period. I'm, <laughs> <theory>. I'm
1: old
0: <laughs> This is mad. But um, yeah. what, kind of, what kind of role models or individuals, um, you know, be it, it might be within your industry or just outside of it, have, have really stood out to you as really good examples of what leadership should look like?
1: Yeah. Um, so I think it has to be, um, there's probably two people. Um, one, um, would be uh, a woman called Sharon Brown. Um, she's my, she's my old boss, um, at Havas. Um, but she was a great leader. Um, she understood, um, who I was, uh, what was important to me, um, kind of crafted, um, my objectives and my ambitions around that. Um, but she, she also understood where we were going um, as a team and how she wanted to kind of drive the business forward. So I was clear on what I needed to do because she was clear on where we were trying to get to. Um, and I had clear action of, of what needed to be done and by what time. Um, you know, she trusted me to kind of just get on with what I was doing, empowered me to do so. Um, so for me, that was like the, a great, example of um leadership and a role model um and also a great mentor um but I think the other person would be my 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 grandmother (laughs) (laughs) completely outside of the yeah um but she's she's quite like a, a powerful figure in my life um but she's it's more about her her like integrity her humility um her strength um she's 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 got a lot of kids (laughs) (laughs) i've got at least like 13 um aunties for instance um but just the way she's brought up the family um and like her guiding principles run from um from her right down to um like my baby cousins for instance um so she's like a great leader for me um great role model uh, someone i look up to um and whenever i'm doing like a talk or a or anything like that. I kind of picture her in the crowd, <laughs> as if I'm kind of talking to her, because that's one person that I'd love to make proud. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: just just for the record, for the listeners, I, I gave Bianca the opportunity to use whatever language she wanted to <laughs> And now that I know that grandma was going to be in the yeah. audience, I know why she's just holding back and making sure everything is nice, clean, and crystal on board.
1: Yeah, my grandma's in church; she can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. She can't hear any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I still, I still, I still know that when I, even when I use more colourful, expressive language, at the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, my mum's not on social media, so there's no worry here. Yeah.
1: You always have to look at it through that filter, through yeah, that yeah, lens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. You know, one of the big, bigger visions that I've had around this podcast, yeah, is to be able to get a real, honest conversation around one, some of the pressing conversations around leadership,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and and I think, in many respects, as much as I like it, sometimes I think it's a bit overrated leadership.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I think sometimes we put too many people on a pedestal, mm. and often we forget some of the pressing problems that need to be addressed by leaders. And I guess my my question to you would be. Um, as you are ascending into your new role mm. uh, and, and, and obviously as you, as you get older and more mature and you have all the life experiences, what do you think the most pressing problems are for leaders today and mm. how would you as a leader look around solving them?
1: Mm. Um, I think one of the problems would be around maintaining like, the morale of, of your people Okay. Um, in particular if the business has gone through any type of like significant change or um, like the, the industry landscape is kind of turbulent and it's going through a lot um, people read trade press they can see what's, what's going on yeah. um, and that's when fear starts and that's when people start to worry uh, what does that mean for me what does that mean for my job um, am I gonna have to start looking elsewhere um, or people feeling um, deflated and you know just kind of negative mm. um, I think maintaining the morale of the people um, is, is quite challenging it's quite stressful it's hard to do um, yes you have um, you know you've got teams um, to help with that i.e. like HR teams etc mm. um, but essentially people in in like an agency for instance they're looking at the leader um for for guidance um and for for reassurance um so i think just that that maintenance of letting them know that it will be okay we just need to shift and move a few things in order for us to get to next destination um just reassuring them of that um is key but it's also it's it's just hard Mm. it's very hard to keep pushing to 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 win Um, If you're feeling um, defeated um, Mm and just to maintain a a healthy environment. Um, And also I think um, the balance of like being um, respected versus being liked, that must be very difficult. (laughs) Um, I know like in my role, when I'm leading um, a pitch team um, from, from start to finish, often it can last like three months, an entire process. And yes, I am liked by a number of people around the business. We're all, great friends. Um, we all go out like socially. At the same time, when it comes to work, it's work and we need to win right now. So I think the balance of that, yes, being respected by a team, um, them doing the work that needs to be done for you, but also liking you at the same time, it can be harsh, um, especially if, if, if someone's not performing in their role and you kind of almost have to tell them off about it. <laughs> mm. um, just that balance um, can be quite stressful. Um, mm. So I think that's that's probably two of the most pressing problems that I can think of. Mm.
0: And in terms of your own journey, I, I know you mentioned obviously your grandmother and, and, and Sharon um, being quite positive role models, but have you undertaken any specific training or development around your own leadership and what you're capable of when you're leading your teams and obviously being promoted into the role that you're going to go into now, mm. are you either conscious of a need for more training or, or, or do you believe that for now most of those bases have been covered?
1: Yeah. Um, so whilst I was at Havas, um, I was put onto um, a global talent program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Fem Forward. Um, and it was specifically aimed at, um, high potential, um, women who were seen as like the next set of future leaders, um, for the business. Um, they were put onto a course There was, was about probably about 20 of us. So it was quite an intimate, intimate team, intimate team of people. Um, and it was all around um, just, just who do you want to be as a leader um, and trying to, trying to kind of unlock um, like some of the keys. So um, there were different um, topics around uh, like confidence building, um, speaking, like public speaking, understanding um, like what your personality type is. Mm-hmm. So are you more like in the red zone? Are you more in the green zone? Um, and just understanding like, what your leadership style is. I was very much in the red zone, okay. <laughs> which is no bad thing. Um, but it may, make, it makes sense for the role that I do. Um, cause it's very much about, um, you know,
0: is the red zone more proactive?
1: <laughs> red more
0: <laughs> let's, keep, it's it's, let's keep it right there.
1: It's, it's more direct. <laughs> yes. It's more direct. <laughs> um, it's a lot more, um, competitive. Yeah. Um, but every, I think the, 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 positive thing was, um, it was like a, a color spectrum that they, they kind of base everything around. But the the great thing about it was none of those things were negative. So if you were more in like the, the yellow zone, for instance, it meant that you were big picture thinking or you were inspiring or massively creative. But the, the more creative people would sit in that side. Um, whereas for my role, yes, I would naturally sit more in the, in the red zone. Um, but yeah, the course was just around, um, helping bring out the best, the best version of you and the best type of leader you can be. Um, so I was put on to that program. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm open to, to taking on more training, um, kind of just honing in who I am, um, as a leader and understanding the type of leader that I'd like to be. Um, I read a lot of books as well. I'm currently reading, um, Bellboss, um, which okay. is um, a book by um, Sophia Amarusu. Um She's the yeah, Nasty girl,
0: girl
1: Founder. Nasty Girl Founder, you know. <laughs> I'm still, um,
0: I'm still surprised nobody else <laughs> has come out with. It. Dutty boy as a, as an alternative to <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll
0: wait and we'll watch this space, but yes, yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic, lady.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm reading that book um at the moment. Um, and I'm even reading um, I don't know if you know um Charlemagne, the God's book, Black Privilege, um, which I love.
0: <laughs> we, um...
1: I' know no, everyone's a fan. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I met him in person. I got him to sign the book as well, but I'm still I still find him problematic. But that's good because yeah. it's his brand. It's what he does. So yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I I, th- I think we were at the same event actually because like, he also signed my book. at <laughs> so, the
0: podcasting network, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: podcast live. Um, so yeah, he's a very interesting character. Um, but in terms of the actual book um, and his story, mm-hmm. um, just about he went against um, like industry norms and he kind of set himself apart. Like yeah. yes. Not everyone's a fan, um, but ultimately he went for what he wanted to go for, and he achieved his dreams and ambitions. Um, and and yeah, so I think those two books—they're from different spheres um, yep. so it kind of gives me like a well-rounded view of the different types of leaders that are out there. But yep. now I'm just trying to um, kind of just create my my own story, my own path, and okay. maybe write a book one day. Don't know, <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: my own podcast. TV, maybe. have your own film production tv show maybe <laughs> just throwing <laughs> it out there
1: the sky's the limit <laughs> yeah
0: um that's fantastic so um what i will do is i'll make a note of the um the the books and i'll make sure i put them in the show notes mm. but i'm quite interested how can um you know obviously i've had the conversation with you i went and i found you as a result of in- inquiring for Um, people who would be good for the podcast and as I said you came up more than once I thought right it'd be fantastic to have this conversation I'm sure we're going to talk long after this podcast is (laughs) done. but um, how can people find you where are you online what are you up to can you do you want to give an an absolute platform to the site that you're doing as well
1: yeah, definitely. Um, so, I'm a very heavy user of LinkedIn. <laughs> I love LinkedIn. Um, so, you can find me on there, Bianca McLeish. Um, my Twitter is at Bianca McLeish. Um, I'm actually learning to DJ at the moment, so okay. look out for that, that space. Okay. Okay. Love, love music. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you might catch me at an event. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, and also my Milk and Cookies website is bianca at cookiescom If you need to email me. It's milkandcookies.com milkandcookies.com
0: you got the dot .com
1: I have to and go the
0: .co.uk
1: okay, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> love that love that
1: yeah <laughs> so um, yeah you can find me there <laughs> alright
0: and um, I'll just leave you to say it's a real pleasure thank you to 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 speak to you in person
1: mm-hmm.
0: um i'm sure i will concoct some way for us to actually meet in person properly and sit down have some food and have a chat and extend yeah, the conversation definitely. even more <laughs> so it's a real pleasure to have you on the podcast and to be able to share your story mm-hmm. and your opinions around leadership with my listeners mm-hmm. so thank you very much um yeah. i appreciate you for your input and um, for my listeners who are here i will catch you on the next episode of the david mcqueen show thanks very
1: much david
0: thank you <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did as well. And so whatever platform you're on, whether it's SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, please go ahead and share or comment and rate. And I appreciate both your time to listen and your feedback, and look forward to having you tune in to the next episode of The David McQueen Show. Take care.